Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beat the Bell. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here by Shane Riley. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm, uh, I'm great, Ian. We have another great episode for everyone. This uh, episode is going to feature the, the NBA playoffs as we're going to be breaking down all four series that are taking place. Um, and then we'll make our predictions on who we think is going to make it to um, the conference championships. Let's go ahead and jump right into the first topic, Ian, as we get to the Rockets versus the Warriors. The Warriors currently have a 2 nothing lead in the series. This series has been surrounded by a lot of controversy as the debate on the officiating continues. Is this series over at this point, or will the Rockets stage a comeback? I think the series is over. Um, it's not only is it the Warriors that you're up against, but the Rockets are also beating themselves. They're, the entire year they were getting blessed with calls left and right, James Harden specifically getting calls all over the court, and now they're not getting the calls they need to be successful. James Harden is in at the free throw line 30 times in a game, so now they're not getting they're not getting points up on the board. Just to show how frustrated James Harden is getting, he's shooting 36% from the field. What, or Sorry, I looked at that. 37% from the field. So... Not only is your MVP candidate superstar on your team shooting 37% from the field and 34% from three, you you can't even focus. Like, you have players like Chris Paul in an Instagram video, James Harden got a call, and he shot his hands up in the air celebrating, like, mocking the refs. Like, they're so worried about getting calls that they're not even focused on the game. And with that said, the Warriors are also – or Kevin Durant, I should say, is playing out of his mind, 53% from the field. He's playing great, 40% from three. And everyone else is complimenting him extremely well. So I think the Warriors have this in the bag, and I don't really see the Rockets turning it around. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to have to agree with you. Um, the Warriors, just just take this into perspective, all of their starters that started in Game 2 put up 15-plus points. Um, and three of them, the the All-Stars, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, uh, all put up 20-plus. I think it's just too hard when you're when you're facing a team that you can try to shut down one guy, and then they have two guys who can just drop 30 on you, no problem. Uh, I think that the the Warriors have really showed that they're 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 going to play physical in this series, and the refs are letting them play that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rockets, as you said, are just too caught up in complaining about how they're playing instead of just adjusting, um, like a typical professional team would do. Um, when something isn't working, you usually want to go away from it, but instead the Rockets are just complaining about it instead of trying to fix the problem that they're dealing with. Uh, I think that James Harden, as you mentioned, he's not shooting well at all. He's going to have to find a a better way to to get better shots, and the free throw line is usually where he's able to get those, um, but he's not going to get those this series as we've seen so far. Yeah, the Warriors have done a great job trying to, or managing the Rockets and getting in their own heads. Um, turning to our next topic, Shane, Bucks versus, Bucks versus Celtics. Sorry, The series is currently tied at 1. Both of these games have been decided by 20-plus points. It seems as though both of these teams have been playing inconsistently to start the series. Shane, who do you have going to the conference finals? Uh, I'm going to side with the guy who should be the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, He's led the way for Milwaukee. He also put up 29 in their second game. Uh, I think that the game one of this series was a bit of a a fluke for them as they they were a bit off. But, I mean, in game two, as a a team, the Bucs shot 42% from behind the arc, led by Chris Middleton, who knocked down seven threes um, in his 28-point effort. So you're getting high numbers from those two guys, as well as uh, Eric Bledsoe. Um, added in 21 points um, of over 50% shooting. Uh, not only did we see that out of the Bucks, but on the side, on the other side, Boston, uh, we saw Kyrie Irving shoot four of 18. Um, he's he's known as their leader. They brought him in to help them win playoff games, and he just did not show it last game. You could argue that I mean he's Kyrie Irving. He's an All Star, so I, I imagine he'll he'll turn it around. Um, but that is a 
horrible game, especially in a big series and against a big team, that the Bucks are able to take advantage of your mistakes. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on that, and it's just because I have I've watched Kyrie Irving play numerous times now in this series, and he has looked like he looked when he was playing with LeBron in their in their title run. He's looking fantastic. He's hitting shots where their hand is literally in his eyes, and you can't see the rim, and you're just like like the defender sits there and looks up and goes, "What do you, like, coach? What do you want me to do?" He's averaging current 20.8 points in the playoffs and 7.7 assists also. He's leading this team really well. And not to mention that Jason Tatum is also quietly playing pretty well. He's averaging uh, almost 15 points in the playoffs. And he's shooting uh, 45% from the field also and 45% from three. Or 44.5% from three. So both of those players together are playing really well. Al Horford has done a really good job. Uh, managing the paint on Giannis, I think, for the most part. He showed that really well in Game 1. Obviously, Giannis kind of went off in Game 2. But, I mean, I think Horford is such an experienced player that he's going to be able to stop him and that the Celtics have this series in the bag. Uh, yeah, as I said, I disagree with you, but uh, we'll just move on to the next topic as we get to Nuggets versus Trailblazers. Another series that is tied at 1. Both games um, have been decided by single digits, so it's a bit of an opposite of the last series. Um, so this series could go either way. Both teams have a lot of options that, that can score the ball on both sides. Um, who do you think is going to win this series, Ian? I'm going to take the Nuggets. Um, I really like Jokic. Or I, Jokic. I really like Jokic. He's, he's quietly one of the best players in the NBA. He put up 37 points in Game 1 against the Trailblazers, a team that doesn't really have a lot of, like, a really good big man. I mean, they have Ennis Cantor, who can kind of get in people's heads. He can kind of mess around with them a little bit, but... Jokic isn't like that. He's like your basic, like, he's just, he's kind of like a stonehead. Like, you put him out there, he gets the board, puts it in the hoop. It's great. And he's kind of, he can hit the fadeaway jumper, and he's doing great for them. Um, In game one, he, or sorry, for the series, he's or for the playoffs, he's putting up 50% from the field and also shooting 37% from three. So, I mean, he's also stretching the court for them. And that Jamal Murray is also playing pretty well, minus he, the fact that, he airballed that beautiful play that went viral on Instagram uh, after going behind the back and everything like that. But Jamal Murray's 45% from the field and also 35% from three. So they don't really have the three ball going, but they're working the ball well, and they're getting in uh, in the paint and putting in a solid bucket. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Yeah, um, I would agree with you, but seeing game two, uh, I think I'm going to have to side with the Blazers. Um, as the, the Blazers have led for the last 43 minutes that they've played against um, the Nuggets, uh, holding them to just 35.1% shooting from the field and 21% from behind the th- from behind the arc, um, they held Jokic to just 16 points in the game in their game two victory over them, um, and that's uh, as you mentioned coming off he came off a 37 pr- point game, so I think that um, if the Trailblazers are able to hold them going for, uh, not hold them but hold Jokic going forward in the series, they'll be able to win win it. Um, I don't think they have that many options. I mean, they have Paul Millsap, but they're, everything goes through uh, Jokic, so I think they're going to have to stop him if they want to go to the conference championship. Um, I think that they have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, two guards who uh, have struggled in the first couple games, but obviously they're two of the best shooters in the league, so I think uh, they'll definitely be able to pick it up uh, and help this team move on to the next round. Yeah, I really like Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers, so it'll be interesting to see how this series pans out. Um, final topic here, 76ers versus Raptors, the series I'm most intrigued in. Um, tied at one, this series has great potential to be a good one. The Raptors convincingly won a game one and lost a nail-biter in game two. As they head to Philly, who do you think is going to win the series, Shane? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Philly, actually. 
I think that they're now heading to to Philadelphia for the next two games, um, which are very uh, important games in the series, especially if they can if Philly can pull out both of them uh, and go up three one as uh, they'll still have another home game in the series. Uh, but it, it, I definitely think that uh, the 76ers have a very good chance. They're led by Jimmy Butler, uh, who put up 30 points, uh, shooting 40% from three. Uh, Tobias Harris did struggle in their game, uh, only putting up nine, but I definitely think he can definitely turn it around. And, of course, they have Joel Embiid. Uh, he has taken a step down. He actually only put up seven shots in their game, uh, but he mentioned uh, in the press conference that if, if the ball is not going to him, he's not going to shoot it. Uh, very opposite to what James Harden does, who really forces up shots. Uh, Joel Embiid is being smart with it, helping his team win ball games instead of trying to fill out his stat line uh, mm-hmm. like most players would do. So I think um, that's a very veteran presence, uh, especially for being a young guy, knowing that it's important to win the game, not fill out your stat line. So I definitely think that the 76ers uh, could pull this one out. I could definitely see them pulling it out, but I think the Raptors are built better for this series than I think the 76ers are for like for the Raptors. Uh, since... Uh, October 30th, actually, the Raptors went 3-4 and four during the regular season beating the Sixers and beat them pretty um, easily, beating them by double digits in all their wins. And only and actually, they did get um, kind of blown out in their loss to them. But 3 out of 4 is pretty impressive for regular season. And not to mention the fact that also another MVP candidate on their team is Kawhi Leonard is shooting 58% from the field and uh, 47% from three. So th- those are just numbers that can carry a team through a series. It opens up so much. Um, Pascal Siakam is playing great. The guy who's in a candidate for most improved player is playing out of his mind. And they're overall as a team is playing great defense also. So I think Kawhi Leonard is playing so well that it's going to be really hard for uh, the Sixers to pull it out. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a fun series. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Beat the Bell. Uh, Stay tuned and check out more stuff on DHS Press. Thank you.